Hi friends, it is Natalie Satare, your makeup educator and beauty coach here, and I have an episode for you today. You can read the title, so we'll be digging into that in a second. However, I wanted to do some housekeeping because I haven't done it in a while and it's really important to me for the future of this show. So if you like the show, please don't skip through this because I'm going to need a little bit of help and no, I'm not asking for reviews, although they are greatly appreciated and no, I'm not asking you to share this with a friend, although that is also greatly appreciated. But what I wanted to ask you about is who are you? (laughs) And I say that, um, not jokingly, if you have been a listener or follower of the show for any length of time or before 2020, then you know that most of the topics that I would cover on this show dealt with makeup questions. I would answer a lot of the makeup questions and provide helpful tips and tricks and things that I love teaching. And most of the listeners at that point were probably more makeup enthusiasts or curious listeners. And then fast forward to 2020 when I was so fortunate and blessed to have some of the biggest names uh, in the makeup artist industry come onto the show. If you know, you know, you can go through the guest list. You can see I have a world-class lineup of artist interviews here full of such amazing mentorship and advice. However, that advice is kind of geared towards makeup artists. So this is where you might can see the issue I'm having. Now, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest. This is a free for you show, which means I'm not collecting any money for it from outside sources. There aren't ads except for ads that maybe I will share occasionally announcing certain types of courses and offers that I have going on in my business. But other than that, like I produce this show out of the kindness of my heart and because I love that connection and I love building relationships. So we're here we are in 2022 and I kind of need to just do a sanity check. I need to know who you are and what you're interested in so that I can really make sure that I schedule and plan for this show in a way that works for most. And uh, I, I just need that. So if you can head over to my website, you can go to nataliesatere.com. Or you can email me, natalie at nataliesatare.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at, you guessed it, at nataliesatare. Also on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the social medias. I'm not active on all of them, but I am active on um, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, which is kind of interesting. I've, I've just started digging into LinkedIn a little bit. But um, if you want to just shoot me a message saying you heard this episode, you heard this episode, and who you are, and what kind of content you want to see, that'll really, really help me. So, without further ado, I'm gonna go through how to find a foundation that matches your skin tone. If you are a makeup artist, 
you might actually, or if you're, if you're just beginning your journey as a makeup artist, how about that? You might find this episode really interesting and I will share some of my professional approaches as well as what I would tell just a normal person on how to find their foundation match, especially if I can't do it for them. So cue the intro and let's dig into how to find a foundation that matches your skin tone. You are listening to the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sachare, former military officer turned professional and award-winning makeup artist and educator and author of the book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist. This podcast is for makeup enthusiasts, makeup artists, and everyone in between. I share insights about the beauty industry, invite industry experts, and try to keep the content more about makeup education and less about buying this or that. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep this episode short and sweet. I have a blog post that shares a few more tips that I think are still very relevant But these are tips that you can just keep in the back of your head so that when you go to buy a new foundation and you'll know how to find a match for you. Of course, I have to say this. You need to get a copy of my book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist, because it tells you everything that I'm telling you way more detailed with graphics and examples and tips and tricks. So everything that I'm telling you here is great. It's free, but if you want that specific advice, you want to really see it and you don't want to be bombarded by advertisements and YouTubes and all that stuff, then just grab a copy of my book, nataliesetteray.com slash B-Y-O-M-U-A, short for Be Your Own Makeup Artist. Okay. Shameless plug, but it's it's really important because nobody really is teaching us this. And even to this day, I will play, I'll go into a makeup store and pretend just to see how they're doing it these days. And they're still doing it the same way. They still ask you what your color is, which you're like, no, I don't know my color. I want you to color match me. So number one is, this is probably not a step, but this is something to think about. Number one, salespeople in general at beauty beauty stores or department stores or wherever, some of them might have a background as a professional makeup artist, but a lot of them don't. A lot of them don't have the training and they don't have the eye. They'll guess. And that's great if they are good. But there are so many different types of found there's different types of foundations, right? That's another conversation. You need to make sure you're using the right type of foundation for your skin type, otherwise your foundation's not going to work. You also need to make sure you're using the right coverage to your comfort level. So like, you know, there's foundations range from like balms and tinted moisturizers all the way to cream or wax-based foundations that you use in theater, right? And then everywhere in between. So depending on your skin type and depending on your personal preference, you need to narrow that down. So when you go and ask a salesperson to match you for a foundation, you need to already have 
the type of foundation that you're looking for in mind. Again, all of those things are in my book. I outline all the different types of foundations, what skin type they're good for, why you might want one or the other, okay? So, and as a makeup artist, you have to know these things. You just have to know them. You have this knowledge bank in your head of information that you just kind of have to know. And the more you practice, the more you understand it, the more you learn, but whatever, moving on. So you've gone into the store, you know what type of foundation you want, you know the formulation that you want, and hopefully you know what brand you're kind of looking for, or at least your budget. So then you're like, okay, can you match me? I want to try these three. And they may or may not be able to do that. So you're going to have to be like, I am blank undertone. I am a pink undertone, or I am a yellow undertone, or a green undertone, or red, or blue, right? There's... Those are the undertones. And to understand undertones, you need to look at a, at a picture of yourself in natural light. And you need to look and see what do you see more of. Do you see more yellow? Do you see more pink? Do you see more red? Do you see blue? Do you see red? Okay. There is no right or wrong undertone. Everybody is unique and beautiful in their own way. But you need to ask if and if you have a hard time seeing those colors then this is the easiest trick in the book you've probably heard it before but you're going to need to ask yourself do I burn easily or do I tan easily or is it kind of it it depends if you burn easily you're probably a cooler undertone you're probably more a pink or blue okay and if you if you tan easily then you are probably more of a golden undertone, more of a yellow, or um, maybe a red, or maybe even an olive. An olive can run both ways, right? If you look at a color wheel, you can see where the warm colors are, where the cool colors are. The other test is, I mean, if you can look at the color of your veins, you can look at the color of your veins. If you have green veins, then you're going to be more warm if you have blue veins you're gonna be more cool I can never tell from the color of the veins because I feel like they look purple which would be cool (laughs) but then I'm like I see blue but I also see green so yeah this is the vein test and then of course is the jewelry test which is not which jewelry color you prefer but which jewelry color flatters you the most is it a brushed gold is it a polished gold if it's gold in general then you're probably more warm and if it's silver then you're probably more cool again it's not the type of jewelry that you prefer it's the one that actually looks better or more complimentary on you and you can do that by taking photos and looking and which one is bringing out your natural features and which one's kind of contrasting it another shameless plug but my create your signature look program i do that for you like i do it for you including the shopping and everything everything just go to createyoursignaturelook.com you can learn more about that program if you are like just do it for me natalie okay So you've gone into the store, you know your undertone, you're like, I am, okay, I'm neutral. What is neutral? Neutral is when you kind of have both. And makeup artists 
especially Terry Tomlinson. I've had her on the show. She's an amazing makeup artist and the, the developer of the flesh tone color wheel. She would say that there's no such thing as neutral. You either run warm or cool. And the more I understand color, the more I agree with that. You're going to run either cool or warm. But so many of us are multi-tonal and, um, but normally when we're multi-tonal, like one color isn't cool and one color isn't warm. Uh, I tend to burn first. And then after I have burns, which I try not to because they're not good for you and they're not good for aging, wear your SPF every day. But, uh, after I burn, then I will tend to tan. Okay. So, I look at, and I have pinkness in my nose and some pinkness in my chin and a little bit of pinkness on my forehead, but really the rest of it is pretty yellow. So I'm going to go with a either neutral or a warm foundation. And a lot of times I'll get two and I'll mix it. That's what pros do. We mix. If you want to be like a pro and have a perfectly custom blend, go for it. Do it. You will never look back. But if you want that perfect one-size-fits-all foundation for you and you're not super multi-tonal, then you're going to look for, if you're cool, a lot of times cool foundations are going to be, they're going to have a preface of C for cool or P for pink. Um, sometimes G and O, green and olive. Um, P, uh, B and C would be blue and cool. I will say that almost every foundation, most foundations run yellow. And that is because yellow in the color wheel cancels out purple. And what is almost universally, stereotypically purple on every woman's or man's or whoever's face? It's the under eye area. And all of the little capillaries and veins that pop through our skin. So there's a lot of uh, yellow undertone foundation out there. And most foundations read really, really yellow. So if you are on the golden side of the house and you're a bit more fair, you're not going to have a problem finding, finding a foundation. If anything, you might it might be too yellow and you're going to want to get a neutral foundation to to kind of tone it down a little bit okay but um that's the fact most foundations are going to run really yellow if you are multi-tonal then you will want to grab two shades and then make sure to blend them apply them each as they should go like where when if it's let's say your forehead is darker than your um, the bridge of your nose area, then you would use the two colors and fade that in. You would get two colors. If you are pink, let's say you have rosacea or you are just, you just naturally run a lot more pink, then you still want to get a cool foundation, but maybe you would want to get a, a color correcting primer and use that in the areas to kind of tone down that pinkness with a green. And then you would put your foundation on top, right? So that you're not making... And when you say pink foundation, it's not going to be pink. Just like a yellow is not going to be yellow. It's just going to be the kind of... There's going to be a little bit of that undertone in the foundation. 
So number one, know your undertone. I can really, I hope I haven't confused you guys all, but just know your undertone, get the book, study it, learn it. This is paramount. This is going to help you in your makeup for the rest of your life and even in what you wear. Okay. So once you go there and you have your undertone, then number two, big humongous important thing to take home today is when you swatch it, do not swatch it like on the side of your face and down your jaw, your jawbone and down. That is probably the worst place to swatch your foundation because that's not what you're going to see when you're looking straight on. You need to swatch it on your chin, on your cheeks, on your nose. You need to make sure that it goes down, blends nicely down, and matches your decolletage, okay? So a lot of times we wear a lot of SPF, so the color of our face is actually lighter than our chest, depending if we wear more low-cut shirts or v-necks or whatever so but we want that match to be as close as possible you can always bronze up your face a little bit you can always deepen it warm it up a little bit to match but we don't want to do too much and so stop swatching where they swat their number one thing they still swatch it right there they don't swatch it right in the middle right you want to see what it looks like and i like to take i i At this point, it's funny, when it comes to a client, I can look at the face and custom blend and adjust as necessary on the spot. I'm not worrying about picking out shades in a department store or wherever. I have my palette and I can get a custom blend going on because I have all these colors at my fingertip. When you don't have that, when you're going into a store because you're trying to buy something, you know, you need to grab three maybe three different shades, you will know if it's the wrong undertone because it will look ashy. And that is because when, for example, when you put yellow on top of pink, it's going to turn like a brown gray. Like it's not going to look flattering. When you put a yellow onto a blue, it's going to look unflattering. It's going to look more gray. And that's the ashiness. So if you have a deeper skin tone um, and you're using the wrong undertone, you're going to see a lot of ashiness, especially in pictures. So if so, that goes, there's, there's another thing, right? So you, you go, you know your undertone, you swatch it in the right place and make sure that there's a nice match. But the third thing that I want you to do is not rush. I want you to actually wear the foundation out of the store, gasp, yes, nobody's going to notice but you, um, to see how it wears after like five minutes. There's this thing called oxidation. It is a process that happens that a lot of people complain about happening with their foundation. They're like, foundation oxidizes on my skin. That could be the case with you, right? Some foundations look amazing on and then five minutes later, 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, it looks like completely poor color match, right? It has 
gotten darker or it has gotten more orange. And that can be because of oxidation. Now, foundation doesn't oxidize on its own. It is how the foundation reacts with your skin type and and your pH levels. I am not, this is not my lane. I cannot get into the technical specifics of it. I've read about it. I understand it enough to tell you like I'm telling you right now. But and a foundation can oxidize on me and not on you. It really just depends on your own personal pH. So just because it oxidizes on you or your friend doesn't mean it's going to happen to somebody else. Okay, got it? That's oxidation. Look it up. Go down the rabbit hole if you want. But a foundation might oxidize on you. So if you're eyeing like one of those, I don't know, Giorgio Armani or YSL foundations or Tom Ward, and you find the color, you know your undertone, you match it, you're like, yes, and you buy it, then you're kind of screwed if they don't have a return policy. But you know, returning makeup is so bad for the environment. But anyways, yes, you can always return it, but they're going to just throw it away. Anyways, so yes, you can return it, but... um. Sometimes you can't. And I think a lot of places are getting stricter on that because they're losing money. It's literally money down the drain, especially with some of these bigger brands. So wear it, have a little patience in the process and wear it, wear it for like a day. And you know what? Most of these places will give you a sample or two. They'll put it in a little container for you or they already have packets of it. They'll make you a sample so you can try it on and see how it wears so that it feels good on the face, that it doesn't pill, that it doesn't fade away, that it doesn't slide off. Those are all going to mean that you're not using the right foundation for your skin type. You can take my skin type quiz to help you. It'll tell you which foundations that you will want to look for. The types of, it won't tell you the foundations, but it will tell you the types of foundations and the formulations to look for. So you can grab that at nataliesatere.com slash skin type. You can take the quiz. It'll, it'll, it's great. It's great. My team made it and I feel like it should be a paid resource, but it's not, it's completely free because everybody should know these things. So yes, you need to wear it. You need to make sure that it doesn't oxidize on your skin because it's going to be a big waste of money. And I like saving you time and money. So it's going to save you time from returning it. And it's going to save you money from not having to rebuy it if you can't return it. So those are the three tips. Knowing your undertone. Swatching in the right place. Wearing it for longer than 30 seconds. Like wear it out of the store. Wear it. Now, I know you're probably wanting to hear my thoughts on online shopping. Now, I am pretty doggone good. I have a pretty good eye for foundations. I have done personal shopping for many people, especially in my Create Your Signature Look program, okay? There are lots of brands that I know, and I know the color, and I know exactly what they look like, and I can recommend it in a heartbeat because I know it's going to be perfect. But honestly, formulations change so much. You know, brands will reformulate their products, relaunch it. I won't know. Um, 
And then you have all these color matching tools online and they're great if you know your coloring already and you know how their products already work on you and you know how those colors run. Like if they run more warm or if they run more cool or if they run more neutral, right? To me, I can't, I, I as a professional still have to go in and color match myself for a perfect color match. I can't look online because I can't, it depends, you know, how are the settings of the whatever beauty brand, what are their color settings on their computer and how did their photographer calibrate their camera to take those pictures and what was the lighting used for those pictures to color match and then they put it online and then, you know, the quality of the photo gets lossy, right? I don't know. I'm not a photographer, but I've heard the term lossy. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I just want to sound fancy. But what I'm saying is that the color integrity of the photo from where it was taken, wherever in the world, and uploaded and all those things to get it onto that e-commerce website. And then how your display is looking and how your phone is looking. If it's if you're looking for like a fuller coverage, like a medium to full coverage foundation and you are not 100 or like 95% sure, like don't do it. If it's a tinted moisturizer, they have like four different shades. You might fall into one of them, but just make sure that it's the right undertone. Um, But yeah, the more coverage, the more you want to definitely try it on in store. And especially the more expensive the foundation, the more you want to try it on in store because you don't want to lose that money. So I'm not saying don't online shop. I do it. I know my colors in a lot of brands. I have my eye that I've been training for decades at this point to know how to troubleshoot. But for example, I'll give you the best example recently. Lisa Eldridge launched her foundation line and I had I ordered the foundation packet in my undertone, in my colors. I think there were four or six foundations in there. I literally thought I was one, like just by looking at it and I applied it and I wasn't, I was two shades off, two shades. Um, so yeah, they are, so those packets are great. Ask for them if they have them in the store and that's a great way to try them. But the thing is, is to have a good foundation match takes a little bit of effort, a little bit of work. You can ask the salespeople, but trust me, not all of them have the experience. It is hard. It is something that as a makeup artist, I pra- I still practice doing. We practice every day. We work on hundreds of faces, thousands of faces. So we have seen and we're able to easily find the undertone, but a lot of times that's autonomous. It's just happening by habit because we have our palettes there. When you're in a store, it's a totally different ball game. So those are the tips. I hope that you learn something from this. <laughs> if you're a makeup artist, you probably dropped off by now. But if you're an aspiring one, I think that these tips will also really help you in how you approach building your kit. You need to have warm foundations and you need to have cool foundations in your kit. I actually have warm foundations and neutral foundations. And then you can have color adjusters to make them more cool or more green because those ones are a little bit hard or olive, I guess. But anyways, friends, 
that's it. I have rambled enough. I hope that you uh, got some good nuggets out of this. Please, please, please don't be a stranger. If you want to say hi, just send me a DM on Instagram. Tell me you listen to the episode. Send me an email. Make sure you're on my email list. I send out emails the, every Thursday and I love, I am waiting for your replies. That is my favorite part of my job is to meet you and get to know you and connect with you. And I'm really, really um, cheesy relationships matter to me. So with that being said, stay beautiful, stay healthy, and I will see you next month on the show. Whether you are a makeup lover or makeup artist, if you like the free and unsponsored content I produce here on the podcast and on the blog, and you want to keep this conversation going or receive specific and personal recommendations and advice, please consider supporting me on Patreon. When you support my work as a makeup artist, educator, and content creator, you make it possible for me to bring even more beauty industry leaders onto the podcast and provide much needed, unbiased, unsponsored, inclusive advice and education to people like you who understand my mission. The link to join my Patreon is in the show notes or at patreon.com slash Natalie Satare.